0: On the Infinity. 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 Senator Josh Hawley, the youngest member of the U.S. Senate, age 39. He is a uh, quite an outspoken critic of things like social media addiction, people spending lots and lots of time unproductively on phones, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and other, um, other services out, th- out there, Instagram, the manipulation and of their data and their, the possible abuse of their privacy. Senator Hawley's introduced multiple bills on, on issues such as data tracking, children's online privacy, and data monetization. And he's also pushed tech executives in hearings and pushed federal regulators to take more action on tech. He's made, he's made no uh, secret of his disdain for social media companies, He's actually the author of a thing called the SMART Act. It's a bill that's a kind of proposed bill. It's aimed at curbing Senator Hawley calls social media addiction. And uh, the SMART bill stands for the uh, Social Media Addiction Reduction Technology Act. It is available online. You can see this if you go to uh, Hawley, hawley.senate.gov. Uh, you'll find this proposed bill. I'll go into that in a little bit of detail. Hawley's also the author of a letter to Mark Zuckerberg. Back in May, he wrote to... uh the chief executive of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. In the opening paragraph, he says this, Dear Mr. Zuckerberg, I wish I could congratulate you on the launch of the latest version of the Facebook platform. But in the same week that you told the world that this time, finally, you were serious about a privacy-first future for Facebook, you were also letting your investors know that you expect to pay the largest fine ever in the United States for falsely pretending to be a company that cares about privacy. Now, just a little bit of background. The FTC fined Facebook a record 5 billion US dollars for misusing people's data, their, their users' data. He goes on to say that uh, in this letter to Zuckerberg, you promised to shift Facebook from a town square platform into one focused on encrypted messages between smaller groups. But we know how your business model is monetizing private data, not promoting privacy. And we both know that platforms that tout encrypted messaging can still engage in unscrupulous data harvesting. I don't need to go right into all this, the the, the controversy around Facebook's involvement with Cambridge Analytica, how users' information was mined, uh, and then they were targeted with uh, political advertising uh, that may have even uh, t- tipped the, uh, the result of the 2016 uh, US presidential election in the favour of President Donald Trump. Uh, that's kind of old news these days, but Facebook was, was uh, in the middle of that. There was a lot of controversy, and uh, that's part of the reason why that fine is there. But really, for a company as big and as profitable as Facebook, with as much market muscle as Facebook has, this kind of fine really is, is uh, you know, it's almost a drop in the ocean. It's, uh, you know, there's two and a half billion regular users of Facebook. Increasingly, it's an advertising medium, a way for advertisers to connect in a, in a, a very um, accurate and precise way with, uh, with people who, who uh, are interested in their products. Senator Hawley is a bit of a firebrand. He's a Republican as well, so he's kind of he is part of uh, the Trump side of politics, if you like. Not every Republican in America is a, is a is a vocal or, or uh, even confirmed or committed supporter of Trump. A lot of them are, probably most of them are. Nevertheless, he's uh, he's very outspoken. He actually even said in an op-ed in USA Today, Uh, he wrote that the country might be better off if Facebook, Instagram and Twitter just went away entirely. And quoting from uh, from that piece, maybe social media is best understood as a parasite on productive investment, on meaningful relationships, on a healthy society. So look, among the recommendations and proposals um, in the SMART Act that uh, Senator Hawley is... Putting forward, uh, one is to ban the infinite scroll, auto refill, and badges and awards users get for engagement, except for in certain circumstances such as music streaming or badges that substantially increase access to new services or functions, like giving a person access to a premium version of a product. So that infinite scroll, uh, it used to be that you know you'd, you'd scroll down through some material on, online, and then you see at the bottom, go to page two or. Page three, four, five, six, seven. Well, what social media and 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 uh, UI user interface designers realized a while ago, a long time ago, was that. Uh, it's better to just have an infinite scroll, so one page with an endless. You can just keep on scrolling down, and that's what you look at when you see your Facebook feed. When you look at Twitter, a lot of these social media services they just they, they give you one screen, and you can endlessly just flick down, flick down through posts from your friends, through with with interspersed with advertising, videos, all sorts of stuff that um, that, that grabs your attention and keeps you uh, keeps you watching so one was to ban the infinite scroll another is to require social media platforms to include uh, natural stopping points for users which would basically end scrolling after a certain amount of content requiring platforms to make it a neutral process for users to accept or deny consent terms meaning accept or decline boxes would have to look the same So you can't just have a a huge box with a a big green tick in it and then a tiny little box, which you might put an X in if you uh, don't want to agree to something. And requiring social media, another recommendation is to require social media companies to make it easier for users to track the amount of time they spend on their platforms. But there's some steps in that direction with things like Screen Time. Uh, it's an app that's been baked into iOS. There are other apps you can download which, which give you information about how much time you spent looking at your phone each week and, and what you were doing, whether it was email, whether it was social media, whether it was browsing the internet, whether it was reading and so on, with a view to uh, helping you perhaps uh, allocate your time more efficiently and more beneficially on your phone or, or even choose, dare I say it, to, uh, to sw- switch your phone off or put it out of reach. All of these are con- controversial, and I imagine that there would be a very substantial pushback from social media companies uh, against these reforms or these, these proposals. Another one is to automatically limit the time users can spend on a platform across all devices to 30 minutes a day. Users would be able to change the limits, but they would also have to do so every month. Making it harder for you just to spend unlimited amounts of time on something, despite, you know, maybe you get a, a message uh, or an alert or a, or a notification from uh, screen time uh, every so often saying, oh, this is what you did, uh, actually making that something that you need to kind of respond to, or if you're going to override certain built-in limits, then you need to do so deliberately. So... Quite a a controversial bill, one that uh, really does go against uh, business models of a lot of these big data, uh, big social media companies. It's very hard to see that this bill is going to be the social media companies themselves will, will allow it to go through or won't fight very hard to uh, lobby against it, it, it uh, succeeding and becoming law in the United States, but also whether the political environment and whether the uh, vested interests or whether the uh, government itself uh, and, and the Democrats, Republican, Democrats, both sides of, of politics over there, whether, whether uh, they would even support this, whether there would be sufficient support uh, given the, the, uh, the dominance and the power of social media companies. This is hawley.senate.gov. The bill is, uh, quote, to prohibit social media companies from using practices that exploit human psychology or brain physiology to substantially impede freedom of choice, to require social media companies to take measures to mitigate the risks of internet addiction and psychological exploitation and for other purposes. The Congress finds the following, one, some of these internet companies design their platforms and services to exploit brain physiology and human psychology. By exploiting psychological and physiological vulnerabilities, these design choices interfere with the free choice of users. It's really going to the heart of the way that these uh, the, the social media apps work. They're very carefully designed. They've got people being paid huge amounts of money. Teams of them, hundreds, thousands of people, uh, developers, designers, psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, you name it. Professors, people from academia, advising them on how to best construct applications so that they capture as much of, of people's attention as possible. A bill like this, which which criticizes that basic fundamental pillar of the success of social media is bound to attract controversy. Another thing that possibly works against this bill, the SMART Act, is that at present the World Health Organization does not recognise excessive social media use as a disorder and it's not recognised by the, uh, the WHO or the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual on Mental Disorders. It's believed that more research needs to be done to understand what it is we're actually dealing with in terms of uh, possible social media addiction. There are hints of the sort of thing that the bill is intended to do. So researchers have found evidence that there are some similarities between people with substance abuse disorders and people who excessively use social media. Those parallels related to decision making um, are a bit more tenuous and and, and, uh, harder to really make a case against. It's also been noted that um, tech companies use design techniques similar to those employed by casinos to make their platforms stickier and a tactic called persuasive design to affect how users think and act starting at a very young age. The Pew Research Center in 2018 found that 90%, almost 90% of teens, are online almost constantly or multiple times a day. There are others who say that this, the idea of concerns about tech addiction um, are overblown. Andrew Pribliski, a University of Oxford psychologist and public sceptic of social media addiction, He reckons that the Hawley Bill is a silly and practically unworkable idea and said it actually might distract from more effective regulation of social media. That uh, Oxford University psychologist goes on to say, it's important that social media companies themselves begin participating in large-scale transparent studies with independent scientists. Until Facebook, Instagram, YouTube have to share their data, we're not going to get anywhere. At this stage, it's hard to envisage that the SMART Act or the, uh, the Social Media Addiction Reduction Technology Act, as proposed by Senator Josh Hawley, is likely to get up. You know, the area of, of studying social media addiction is kind of in its infancy. There's no funding agency at the moment that funds research into it there's a a lack of funding into this kind of research. So in order to get this bill through, to convince enough people to support it and pass it, make it law, you would need to have a lot more sort of empirical studies shedding light on this rather than the limited hard data that exists now. now. I'm not denying that social media addiction is an issue, but I think you could focus on that and then you could perhaps overlook other more effective ways to rein in the influence or and perhaps misuse of users' data on social media. Focusing too heavily on addiction could be a bit of a red herring. So an interesting idea, an interesting that I, uh, that someone, the youngest member of the US Senate, Josh Hawley, is getting up and uh, proposing radical change and radical um, restrictions limits and design changes and, uh, and really taking this, this uh, idea of, of social media addiction very seriously. But whether at this stage it's, it's likely to become law, I, I think that that uh, would seem to me that it's, it's quite unlikely at the moment. A lot more research needs to be done to convince enough people to support this act. You know, some of his proposals have earned bipartisan support, others have not. I think there's a fair way to go before uh, the SMART Act becomes law. Just going back to a couple more uh, quotes from the open letter Senator Dawley wrote to Mark Zuckerberg. Um, This was back on May the 13th, 2019. There's a couple of other interesting things that he he, uh, wants to know more about. He says that Facebook's effort to gain a share of the market for online payments may threaten to undermine the privacy of encrypted conversations. He goes on to say that Facebook knows which users transact uh, with each other in these ways uh, need not know the precise content of encrypted communication to determine sensitive details of users' lives. Details it can further feed into its advertising infrastructure. So a Facebook that knows which users transact with each other need not know the precise content of encrypted communication to determine sensitive details of users lives details that can further feed into its advertising infrastructure so you, so you ask specifically what metadata will facebook collect and retain relating to commercial interactions through its messaging platform and payments more generally how does facebook define non-public personal financial information and does such information include the names of participants in payment transactions what metadata can are excluded from this definition. How will data and metadata relating to commercial and other payment interactions, including data relating to the origin and conclusion of encrypted private chats with advertisers or Facebook contacts, as well as data on payments occurring within such chats, be used by Facebook? Will such data inform Facebook's advertising and other database personalization algorithms? What commitments will Facebook make to wall off such data from the rest of its data collection and advertising algorithms to ensure user confidence in the ostensible privacy of its private messaging platform? Will any such data be exempted from such commitments? Towards the end of this letter... Senator Hawley says, The changes Facebook announced recently will have a substantial effect on the flow of digital information. I hope these changes are for the good. Only time will tell. Some of these changes are Facebook saying we're going to move into encryption, which means your data will be more secure. Hawley goes on and says, As a major online content uh, platform, Facebook holds the fate of America's news publishers in its hands. It it has not proven itself a worthy custodian. Publishers have in recent years been victimized by capricious changes to Facebook's algorithm, such as its pivot to video, which prompted massive shifts in the media industry's productive capacity toward the development of video content at the expense of shoe leather reporting. Such sudden shifts have led to the collapse of local newspapers and major digital news startups alike. What steps have you taken in recent months to prepare publishers dependent on your platform for the announcements made at F8? If you have not taken such steps, why not? He says, your platform has earned immense power. It is unclear that you or your management team deserve the weighty responsibilities that come with it. I wish you the best if your intentions are, as you suggest, to promote healthier, safer, more private interactions that enrich all our lives and improve the health of our civic culture. But you long ago lost the benefit of the doubt. So there you go. That's the open letter from Josh Hawley, United States Senator to Mark Zuckerberg clearly he's a he's a man on a mission but he is a, a relatively uh, lone voice in trying to get this kind of radical law the social media addiction reduction technology act uh, but it will be interesting to see what happens in this space we'll keep you posted you're listening to beyond, beyond infinity 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 science and technology podcasts you'll find show notes And other resources, plus our complete searchable backlist of over 600 podcasts at our program website beyondinfinity.com.au.